the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show. You know, I'm just so thankful. I'm so blessed to be with you today. And, uh, you know, if somebody would have said I would have been on the radio as long as I have, I, w- I would have really thought twice about that. And when I was asked to do it, I would have thought, well, I did think. I thought a lot about where am I, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to call it? And how am I going to fit this into my busy schedule? But, you know, 13 years later, here I am, and um, I'm very thankful to be with you today. Um, the Lord's been working on me, and I'm sure he's working on you, too. And I'm so thankful he's not done with me yet. How about you? So uh, when I was thinking about the message today, again, it was very interesting because I was talking to some friends about righteousness and what exactly does that mean. And uh, I opened up my little favorite book here, Jesus Calling and Enjoying, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. If you haven't got this book, I highly recommend it. It's such a good book, and it was given to me by a friend by the name of Catherine. And uh, I'm so thankful she did. And it's, it's been a light uh, in the dark times and an encouragement every day. And I just put it on the coffee table, put it by the bed, and it's something that we uh, look at. Um, And today, it's amazing, because I'm going to read it to you, because I want you to hear what it has to say. And this is for today. All right, so wear my robe of righteousness with ease. I custom made it for you to cover you from head to toe. The price I paid for this covering was astronomical, my own blood. You could never purchase such a royal garment, no matter how hard you worked. Sometimes you forget that my righteousness is a gift, and you will feel ill at ease in your regal robe. I weep when I see you squirming under the velvety fabric as if it were made of scratchy sackcloth. I want you to trust me enough to realize your privileged position in my kingdom. Relax in the luxuriant folds of your magnificent robe. Keep your eyes on me as you practice walking in this garment of salvation. When your behavior is unfitting for one in my kingdom, do not try to throw off your royal robe. Instead, throw off the unrighteous behavior. Then you will be able to feel at ease in this glorious garment, enjoying the gift I fashioned for you before the foundation of the world. There's scriptures to go along with this, and I love to share scriptures because I think it's really important that we have that firm foundation in the book called the Bible. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom adores his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Isaiah 61, 10. Second Corinthians 5, 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in time we might become the righteousness of God. You were taught with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God, 
in true righteousness and holiness, Ephesians 4, 22, 24. Ephesians, I love that book. It's about relationships. It's about love, and it's a really, really good book to read when you're having uh, relationships issues, especially in marriage. I highly recommend that book. Um, this is the Sue Free Show, and I would love for you to connect with me by going to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Uh, the reason I want to say that right now is it's talking about renewing our minds, you know, having a new attitude by renewing of our minds. And it brought me to the page uh, of I Am that's on my website that is free to you. All you have to do is go there. It's, uh, I think, the third or the fourth tile. You push on the button, and you need to be connected to a printer so that you can download the three pages of I Am's. The I Am's is who Christ says you are, like I am forgiven. I am the righteousness of God. I am the ambassador to Christ. I am, I am, I am. And those things are the things that we need to repeat in our minds and speak them out loud so that your brain hears your voice and it penetrates. It gets into you so that when other people speak not correct words, which I've had a lot of that in my growing up years and even in my grown up years, and I now know the difference and I know the Lord's words and I know people's words and I can differentiate between the two. And I will rebuke those words that are not true according to God. And you can do the same. And it's a lesson I learned, and it took a long time. And I just don't want anybody to be believing wrong things any longer than they have to, which is this long, very short time. We need to be uh, taking captive the words of our tongue and listening and being wise with the words that are spoken over us by others. Not everybody has the best interest in you. Um, But the Lord does. The Lord loves you with all his heart. He sacrificed his only son for you uh, to take the place of your sins. And, um, you know, you just need to understand who he is. And the only way you can do that is by getting into his word. So go to Sue Free, spelled like fries, oneword.com, push on that button, download those IMs, and read them to yourself out loud morning and night. And I guarantee you there will be a transforming of your mind transformation by the renewing of your mind it is true it can happen and i don't know about you but i think we all should be striving for better and how do you do that you know we are what we believe think about that for a second we are what we believe and for a long time i thought i was living the right life and then i realized that i could be living a better life and that's why i'm talking about righteousness so righteousness the simple webster's definition of righteousness is morally good following religious or moral laws caused by something that you believe is morally right or fair. When you consider what is fair in most people's opinion today, the definition leaves wide room for just about anything to be declared righteous. If you look at the Webster's 1828 dictionary listing for the word righteousness, you see a more detailed listing. Are you curious? I am. So I'm going to go ahead and read this because I think it's interesting how much our world has changed. Number one here, purity of heart and rectitude of life, conformity of heart and life to the divine law, righteousness as used in scripture and theology in which is chiefly used is nearly equivalent to holiness, comprehending holy honesty and virtue with holy affections. In short, it is true religion applied to God, the perfection our holiness of his nature, exact rectitude, faithfulness, the active and passive obedience of Christ by which the law of God is fulfilled, Daniel 9, 7, justice, equity between man and man, Luke 1, 7, 5, the cause of our justification, the Lord, our righteousness, Jeremiah 23, 6. 
We can see that in the Webster's 1828 definition, there's an emphasis on holiness in principles and affections of the heart through conformity to divine law. Despite some listed Bible verses, what is missing is how one attains righteousness. The term righteous is commonly referred to as something that you believe is morally right as fair or fair. Given man's varying opinion about what is morally right or fair, righteousness can have a wide range of definitions. The Bible teaches that righteousness is based on what God says about what makes us right in his eyes. What makes us right or righteous in God's eyes is not anything that we have done. It is our response to his grace by believing through faith that what God has told us about salvation through his son, Jesus Christ, is true. So today I had a a phone call and the phone call without getting into any deep detail had to do with a decision that was made a long, long time ago. And this female, this woman, sister in Christ, uh, had not told her mother of a decision she made. And in this process, it's, it's caused this pain of keeping this secret out of fear of hurting or disappointing mom. Now, I know this firsthand because this happened to me, too, where I got pregnant. I wasn't married and I had to make a choice to get an abortion or, or keep the baby or get an abortion. This was when I was young. And my children, my family, they know all about it. In fact, listeners that have listened to any length of time already know this story. And for those of you that don't, uh, there must be a reason why I'm telling it now. And I feel that sometimes out of vulnerability of telling things that we're not proud of, it can help another person in their time of need, which is exactly what happened here, because this person found out that I had gone through the system by uh, this this situation um, through listening to a show or something and uh, called me. And so during the call, which was today, um, she let me know that. You know, she started crying and um, she's still hurting. And I heard right along with her because I know the pain of that decision, even though at the time, you know, I, I know for me, I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was doing the right thing. And later, I had no idea how much this right decision was so wrong and how it affected me emotionally. And it took 13 years of marriage for me to go into a a place of healing for me to discover how much it was affecting me 13 years later, how much that decision was affecting me in my current life, my current marriage, mother of two. um, And I had no idea it was affecting me the way it was. And it wasn't until I actually took the time and the Lord placed people in my life and put me in a situation to where I could get his healing Uh, And what I described to this person was that it wasn't until I was sitting in this room with a safe person who was walking through the process with me of visually seeing my baby in my hands with a, a wrapped cloth, beautiful, clean wrapped cloth around the baby. And I physically, visibly could see me. Uh, handing my baby up to heaven and Jesus came down with his hands and picked up the baby and took the baby to heaven. And it wasn't until I went through the process with tears streaming down my face. I, I, the whole front of my shirt was probably sopped. 
And I had to go through this process in order to understand that I will see my baby again in heaven and that the Lord forgives me. And I could forgive other people so much easier than I could forgive myself because of the choices that I had made. You're listening to the Sue Free Show, and I'm so thankful that you're joining in. And this might be an uncomfortable conversation for some. And and even for the men that are listening right now, you know, some of you also might have had to be part of a decision like this and understand that this emotional uh, burden, this emotional pain is not only for the mother, but it affects men also. You were a potential daddy, and you probably maybe are a daddy now, but this decision, it still harmed you inside your emotional states. So understand that this is a real big deal, and it takes a little bit of work and a simple choice because God gives us freedom of choice. And uh, every step of our our moment-by-moment decision-making, we have choices to make. And that moment when I handed my baby over and the Lord reached down and, and picked my baby up and took the baby to heaven, that was a huge deal for me because I totally was released and I was washed white and clean as snow, and I could move forward in my current life. And so for some of you out there, this is something that maybe you need to focus and and, uh, just get in the presence of the Lord, and he can walk you through this process. And um, I, I tell you that it's painful, but you've been walking in pain, and you've been trying to cover it up and stuff it with other things. And uh, just know that he wants you to be completely freed of whatever bondage, burden, unforgiveness that you have so that you can live a life full of his blessings. And I have to tell you that since that time, which was a long time ago, there's been a lot of other things that have come up and a lot of other lessons that Sufris has needed to learn. And I've shared a lot of them on the air, and you can go back to the Sue Freeze site, Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, and you can pull down these shows. Uh, they've got topics. They've got people. I have guests on um, quite often, and you can have them speak to you. If it's not me, you know, the Lord uses people, and, and we're imperfect people. We, we, we have stories to tell, and hopefully the stories we tell can be of help. I don't tell these stories for my benefit. Believe me, it's uncomfortable for me. I tell these stories because I feel like if I can help one person out there understand that there's help and there's hope through Jesus Christ. And if I can do that, then it's worth my hour of time with you. It, it's, worth, it's worth me driving and, and preparing and, and doing what I've been doing for 13 years. It's not for my benefit. It's to do what the Lord has asked me to do. And uh, yeah, that's good. Anyway, so there you go. So there's a hundred powerful scriptures on righteousness, and I just want to share some of these with you because I think it's important we understand these things because in walking in righteousness, I have to tell you, for the last three years, I've been kind of walking in the desert. There's been a lot of things that that I've kind of shut down to, I've shut off because I felt like I needed to be focused on what the Lord wanted me to do because I feel, I sense my discernment, my wisdom is saying God has something very big in store for Sue Freeze that Sue Freeze is supposed to do. It's not for me. It's because I've been put in a position that I'm supposed to be doing something uh, other than what I've been doing or in addition to what I've been doing. 
And uh, in order to do that, he's preparing me. So I've been going through this desert, and I pray first. I, I have to put him before me. And in doing so, um, I want to do what his will is. And so I pray that in the morning is, you know what, let your will be done, Lord Jesus. Uh, let me walk where you want me to walk. Say the words you want me to say. Let me see with your eyes. Let me feel with your heart. I want to do what you are wanting me to do. I want to live out the purpose you created for Sufri's. And uh, things happen like today's phone call where I ended that phone call in prayer with her, giving her, you know, asking the Lord to just give her the courage the safety net, the, 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 the ability to be able to tell her mother her secret. And so there will be mending in that relationship and a new understanding and a new love. And I'm, I'm really believing that that's going to happen. And sooner is better than later. And if you're listening right now, I, I just want to give you that encouragement once again. Uh, you know, there's no better time than now because we don't know. We don't have a promise of tomorrow. So don't wait. Just don't wait. Take care of things now. Whatever you can do to speak it, to do it, do it, speak it, get it out because it's better than holding it in. It causes health issues. It causes a lot of issues. So let's just be free of all of that. Can we? So Proverbs twenty one twenty one: whoever pursues righteousness and love and love finds life, prosperity and honor. How many listening right now would like to have Life, I mean, full life, prosperity, and honor. Okay, I'm raising my hand. How about you? So he, he is saying, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds those things. I know I want those things. I already have a lot of those things, and I'm so thankful for that. And part, I, I know a large part of that is because I have been pursuing to living a life that the Lord would be proud of. Because when I get to heaven, my main goal is when I get to heaven and he, he's, I'm standing in front of him or kneeling. I don't know if I'll be standing or kneeling or laying down on the ground. I don't know. But I do want him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. How about you? What is it that you want? Romans 2.6, God will repay each person according to what they have done. Now, understand grace, okay? So you have a new life, right? He gives you forgiveness, and it washes, washes that slate clean. Okay, so understand that, that he's not concerned about yesterday. He's concerned about here and right now, and he's concerned about your future. What are you going to do moving forward? Quit beating yourself up for what has happened before. Do what you need to do. You know, in the Bible, it talks, and I'm going to mess this up. It talks about that when you're at the altar of the Lord and, you know, they used to bring incense and lambs and all kinds of things to the altar, or you're just going to go and you're going to kneel at the altar. He says, if there's anything that is undone, if there's anything unsaid, if there's anything that you have conflict with, just leave the altar, go take care of that, then come back to the altar. That's what he tells us to do. So what is that for you? What is that for you? And whatever it is, something's coming to your mind right now. Something's coming there. It's pressing on you. Write it down and make it a point. Hold yourself accountable. Make it a point to take care of whatever that is. First Timothy 611, but you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Are those the things that people would say about you? Would they say that you live and pursue a righteous life? Would they say that you're godly? Would they say that you have faith? Would they say that you're full of love? Would they say that you have endurance and gentleness? 
I would say for me, I would say some would say yes, some would say no, depending on where I am, what I'm doing. But my goal is that everybody would say those things about me, no matter what gets thrown at me, no matter what happens, I want to be those things. Psalm 37, 28, for the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. Wrongdoers will be completely destroyed. The offspring of the wicked will perish. I don't know about you. Well, yeah, kind of. I think we all have somebody that has wrong, done us wrong. There's been somebody in your life that has done you wrong. What do you do with that? Where do you go with that? See, there's been people, quite a few actually, close to me that have done me wrong. And it's vengeance is not mine, right? I have to stay living a right life. And as I do, you know, if you treat kindness over an evildoer, they say that it's like throwing coals, putting coals on their head. I, I want to be kind. I want to be gentle. I'm not there yet. Believe me. I still have my, my times where I just, ooh, get so upset. But am I being real? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm being real. And you can be real, too, because God forgives. God has grace. You know, grace, the acronym for grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense. We get to live in and experience the riches at his expense. Are we believing that? Are we understanding that? It's kind of like the robe that he created for only you. Stand in it. Put your shoulders back. Experience the righteousness, that robe of righteousness. You can say no. You can say yes. You have freedom of choice. What are you doing with your life? Do you like where your life is going? Do you feel good about it? Do you think others are saying the things that you would like them to say about you? If not, what do you do about that? You can put your head down. Oh, Or you can say, I'm changing. I'm going to change right here, right now. I'm hoping that this show has helped you in some manner. I hope it's giving you a hope, a faith, inspired you, encouraged you in some way to make a change. It could be the smallest change, but it could be a huge difference. Sometimes the smallest of tweaks can make the difference that we need in order to to have these things. Uh, Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Matthew 6.33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. He's telling you what you need to do in order to get the things that are so important. What are you doing about that? Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. To do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Be a blessing and stay tuned for part two. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate. 
at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, learning to breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Services, for sponsoring this show. You've been such a wonderful sponsor, and I know that you're hiring, and it's a career, not a job. And we have six offices servicing from San Diego to San Luis Obispo. And we would love for you to come and join our team. But thank you again, Ecola Services. And also, um, there's a book that's out that was written a while ago. And it has to do with the passion that created um, Ecola and what we do. And it has to do with me and my son, my son, Chronic Asthmatic. His name is Tyson, and he works at Ecola for many, many years, and he does so many wonderful things. Uh, I don't know what we would do without him, along with many others. We have such a great team. Uh, but the story is about learning to breathe, and his asthma caused me to go on a journey to try to figure out what needed to happen, what did I need to avoid, what was causing the triggers that caused him to not be able to sleep at night, not be able to breathe. I almost lost him a couple times, and boy, that's the scariest thing for a mother to have to experience is that um, scariest thing. Anyway, so um, that is a book that's been written, and you can uh, find it by going to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, and get a copy of that book. So now we'll get in the show. And the show uh, today is a continuation, uh, part two, on the word called righteousness and learning how to be and what it will do for us. Listen, I have been living this and trying to do my best, and I can't do it without the Lord's guidance. And so we can try all day long, and I tell my employees that I drop a pencil on the ground, and I'll tell my employee to try to pick up the pencil. And they'll go down, and then and they'll pick it up. And I said, no, no, no. I said, try to pick up the pencil. Don't pick it up. Try to pick it up. Because the difference is in the trying versus doing. And we need to be doing it, not trying to do it. Uh, trying is trying and doing is doing. So in your vocabulary, if you catch yourself saying, well, I'm going to try to do better. No, don't try to do better. Just do better. I'm going to do my best to do better is better than saying I'm trying to do better. 
So it's just a change in our speaking, a change in our word choices, and it will change a mindset in us. And uh, I have I have a guy that keeps going on my my Sufree site saying that um, that I don't say the word Jesus. His name is Dan, and I'm addressing him because I, I ask him if he's really listening to my show, and he mentions New Age. Uh, I don't really understand New Age because I know the Bible and I'm reading the Bible and, and I'm following scriptures and I mentioned scriptures and I mentioned Jesus and I mentioned God. And I pray for you, Dan, and I just um, I just pray for you. And uh, I hope someday we get to talk because I would like to just understand you better. All right. First Peter 314. But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. That's a very good one. There are people out there that, for some reason, just think it's great to attack or um, try to scare me in some way. And I, I just have to put my faith, my hope, my trust, and be wise in how I work and what I do and, and guard myself the best I can, as should you. Uh, it's important because in this day and age, you never know. You never know. So just be more aware. Be more aware. And I tell my children uh, they're teaching their children right now, and and a conversation I have not had with my daughter is um, a couple of weeks ago. I think I talked about my little my little granddaughter Montana, and she went in the street, and I um, I, I raised my voice, and it, it she's not used to me raising my voice, and so she started crying, and I told her that that I just wanted her to be safe, and uh, the reason I raised my voice is because I was. Nervous, and I just want her to understand the importance of being safe, and that I wanted to be keep her safe, and I wouldn't always be there to protect her, as mom won't always be there to protect her, and that it's important that she learns safety, and that she needs to stay on the curb without holding the hand of an adult, a parent of of someone. And so I I hold held her in my arms, as Jesus does, and uh, just told her how much I love her, and the the word the Bible. Is, is the way he tells us how much he loves us and by his ultimate sacrifice is the best way. Uh, he, he did that so he, we would know just how much he loves us because when I realized that he, 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 he sent his only son to die in my place, to die in my place, just like he sent his only son to die in your place, that it's the ultimate sacrifice. As a parent, you know that. You would stand in front of a bullet any time for your children. I know I would. Uh, I hope I never have to, but but I would, and I know that. I love them that much. Uh, Psalm thirty four fifteen: the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. He loves the righteous. He wants us to live a righteous life. You have to define um, righteous according to the Bible, and he's given you all of these uh, things that kind of help you understand what that looks like. I'm a visual person, so when I read, I'm I'm picturing what he's talking about here, and maybe that will help you. Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. You know, sometimes I feel like I do good and I get taken advantage of. Have you ever felt that way? During this COVID thing and, and the uh, rental monetarium not being able to evict people that don't pay rent. But yet I have a mortgage and the bank's not being that graceful with me. I, they're still expecting me to pay my mortgage. But my tenants aren't expected to pay the rent. And so I'm left with the mortgage and no money coming in. And I know I'm not alone here. Um, and it's it, it almost became that was the taken advantage thing. 
And it's just, it, it was very hard, even though I know it's hard for everybody and everybody is going, ha, have gone through a hard time. I, I had to stay doing good. I had to stay and um, do the right thing, even though it was harming me. But I feel, uh, you know, going down the road now, that it all benefited, even if it's the message. You know, God makes messages out of messes. And, uh, you know, so maybe that's what it is. It's, it's ministering to people in a level in which they don't understand because they've never had that type of ministry. First Thessalonians 5.15. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Sometimes, isn't it, don't you just feel like you want to get revenge? You want to have revenge? Don't you sometimes just feel like, oh, well, he did that? Okay, I'll do this. And then you go, no, 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 that's not what God would want me to do. What would God want me to do? Philippians 4, 8, finally, brothers and sisters. Think about this one, okay? You want, he wants us to do this. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, or praiseworthy. Think about such things. Titus two eleven twelve. For the grace of God has appeared for other offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Would you say that it's harder to live that type of life now than it was back in Leave It to Beaver days? I would say so. I mean, if you think about it, go, go watch a Lassie or Leave it to Beaver if you even know what those are. But go watch those shows and then watch something right here, right now. And look at how far we've come, the freedoms that we now have that, you know, before we were guarded from these things. James 3.18, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Are you a peacemaker or are you the drama queen? drama king. Are you the peacemaker? Are you looking for a way to have peace? Are you looking for the way that seeks to understand more than to be understood? I'm a middle child. And so I really try to find the win-win in anything and everything because I had an older and a little littler sibling. And so I was in the middle. So I always say that I got rubbed off on the, on the rough edges on both sides. But this would go for anybody. My daughter's uh, husband, my son-in-law, he's one of eight. I mean, this guy, <laughs> I can just picture their family table. And, you know, is, are there any potatoes left by the time they get around the table? I just, I just, uh, you know, it, it would be big. But he is the, the most easygoing uh, man and so loving and kind and sensitive to anybody and everybody in the room. I just have learned so much by him. I just love him so much. And he is truly my son in love. Anyway, um, Proverbs 10 two. Ill-gotten treasures have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers from death. There's been times where there's been a, a opportunity that comes to me. And I, I say this because I'm sure it's come to you, too. And you have a choice to make, a decision to make on, oh, my gosh, that would be so easy to do. And, and wow, look at the return on that. But there's something inside of you that says, I don't feel good about this. There's something that says, you know what? Uh-uh. I, I don't think this is the right way to go. Here's a story for you. I had a building in Simi Valley that had been vacant for over a year and a half. And I had psalmists. 
and they were coming and they were going to give me cash up front. And I was hurting because this was vacant for a long time. And they, they said, here, I'll give you three months in advance for whatever. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I so could use that. Man, it's been vacant so long. And then the next thing my head says is, no, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to do that. And do you know by me not doing that, the next person that came to look after I made the decision to not rent and not take the easy way, not take that money, that the next person that came was a tenant that stayed with me for a very, very, very long time, never laid on rent, got along really well, uh, excellent tenant. And I feel that's the blessing for doing the right thing. So I'm just saying these are little stories that, that I have in my life that have just proven that if I live a righteous life, if I do the right thing, the blessings come. And I could give you story after story. I probably should put that in a book. But it's great. This is the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I would love for you to go to the website. There is a way to contact me, to connect with me. And when you do, just tell me what's going on with your life. If you need prayer, uh, if you're a new believer, if you're looking for a church, if you need resources of any kind, I don't have all the answers. I'm going to tell you that up front. I don't have all the answers, but I will tell you that if it's within reason and I can help, I'm going to do that. And I'm the only one that reads it. So you can be assured that I'm the only one that's reading it. And I will be uh, I will be the one that will respond to you and help you. There's a lady that I responded to a long time ago, and she reaches out to me all the time. Evelyn, I, I just love you. And, uh, you know, we go through our times, we go through things. And it's just nice to, to have people that we can, you know, reach out to and talk to and ask for prayer. And it's just a wonderful thing. Proverbs twenty twenty five. It is a trap to dedicate something rashly and only later to consider one's vows. Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Do you want to be filled? Filled with what? Well, I would say with one of the, you know, those three things maybe, you know, to prosper, to be filled with love, with honor, you know, but we have to. We have to do the right thing. With their mouths, the godless destroy their neighbors, but through knowledge, the righteous escape. How would you have knowledge in that in that regard? See, I, I think they're talking with their mouths, the godless destroy their neighbors. Is that through gossip, rumors? But through knowledge, the righteous escape. How? Because they don't get involved in it. Maybe they even say, speak to the hand. Maybe they just walk away and say, you know, when you want to talk about something good, I'll be right back. Around the water cooler, at the office, you know, if people start talking bad, making phone calls on the, on the company phone, if there's bad things being said, what I've told people in the past is like, you know, I judge people by my own relationship with them. I believe half what I see and nothing I hear because I do, I, I, I make my decisions and I make my, my, my uh, assessments based on my personal relationship with each individual person. And if I have a relationship, I'm going to go on that versus something somebody else is saying. They don't have the same relationship I have with this person. And my relationship has been nothing but good. They've never lied to me. They've never been unjust. They, they've always been truthful. They've always been dependable. So I'm going to just, I'm going to believe in that. And this is a message for, for those listening right now that, you know, you do that for yourself. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. He has shown you a mortal what is good. And what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy 
and to walk humbly with your God. So then you would ask yourself, are you doing that? Have you made those decisions? Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. What side do you want to be on? Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? These are so good. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom, that's the one we read earlier, adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. So ask yourself these questions. Do you seek righteousness? Do you understand righteousness? Do you want to do the right thing? Do you know what the right thing is? Sometimes I have to question because, you know, part of me is just wanting to go this direction. And I'm like, I have to I have to take a second and think, OK, what is the downturn on this? What what could this cause? Is there any negative here or is this only positive? Should I buy this? Should I not? What what is what is the ROI return on investment? And it's not only money. You know, what's the quality of life? What is it bringing to the table from a biblical standpoint? What is it bringing to the table with relationships? Because those things are equally, if not more important. And, you know, he says to love him first and then love thy neighbor as thyself. And then he says, everything else in your life is going to work out. That's what the Bible says. If you believe in the Bible, I had a stepfather. And when I started bringing up the Bible at the end of our relationship, when he decided to turn away from me, um, I said to him, I said, well, my Bible says, and he goes, well, I don't want anything to do with your Bible. And I'm like, we can't, I, I don't know how to have a relationship with you if I can't talk to you about my guidebook for life, because my guidebook is the Bible. And it's, it's got me through so many things in my personal relationship with my heavenly father. And he saw the transition, the transformation in me from before and then after he understood, at least I thought he did, but there were things going on in his life that I learned after he died, which on his deathbed, he wanted to see me again. And I had a decision to make on whether I wanted to do that or not, if I wanted to give him that, because he totally cut everything off. And he was more of a dad to me than my dad was. And I loved him so much. I called him Papa Bear. But on his deathbed, he wanted to see me again. And I had to make a decision. I made the right one. I sat by his bedside. I held his hand. I forgave him. And it was, it was important that I did that. And I'm glad I didn't have any regret that I went and did that. But I could have done different, right? I could have made a different decision. But the decision wasn't about me and my, you know, my pride. It was about the relationship and what's going to happen later. Because the later matters. And the later matters with you too. If you don't catch anything else, then you catch this. The Lord wants to have a relationship with you. He totally wants to have a relationship with you, and he's giving you the rules. He's telling you what you need to do in order to be fulfilled, to, be, to have the fullness of life. He's giving it to you by looking up the word righteous. This is the first time I've done this exercise on this word, and I have to tell you the, the health and the life and the golden nuggets just in what has been done here. I didn't even finish. I'm only on page three. I've got eight pages here, but I only got to page three because it's so full of life, so full 
full of what we we desire. Sometimes we don't even understand what we desire. It's not the money. It's relationships. It's the love. It's the joy. The money is the convenience of being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Understand that. It's not a bad thing. It's not money that is the root of all evil. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. I I would like very much as you uh, think about these scriptures, and there's more here that I could give you, but I would really like it, and the Lord would love it, if you would just take the time to get to know him through his word. There's been so many times where things have happened, and I'd have to lean on words that I'd memorized in my brain. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, because sometimes I just don't feel strong. I feel beat up. And then I say these things and there's an empowerment that comes over, you know, and I feel like a warrior. And that's not a bad thing. I don't have to be an ugly, mean warrior. I'm just a warrior. I persevere through whatever comes my way. And and thank you, Jesus, for that. Dan, did you hear that? I said, Jesus. Because it's in his name. It, the power is in his name, Jesus. And I say that name when I feel like I'm under attack, when I feel there's, you know, legal issues or things that I just don't understand everything that's going on. It's not my language. It's not where I live. And I have to just say, Lord, you've got this. You're better at it than I am. I I don't know how to do it, but you just show me what to do every moment and I will do whatever you direct me to do. But I'm not sure what that is. And we don't know what we don't know. And what we don't know can hurt us. So it's important that we get the knowledge. Make decisions based on all the information that you can gather. Sometimes we don't have much time, do we, to make those decisions. But during those times, we gather as much information as we can. And once we get the information and we do our calculations or, you know, people say, you know, I, I say, I'm not a gambler. Okay, I don't gamble. And then I say, owning a business is gamble enough. It's enough risk. And, and what I learned is, is that I'm a calculated risk taker. And maybe you are too, and maybe you're not. Maybe you're, you, you just do it hoping as everything's going to work out. It's not a good way to go. What I do is I calculate the risk. I say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put this much money here. This is a return or not. What's the, the worst thing that could happen? What's the best thing that could happen? And this is not just with money. This is with any decision you make. You need to calculate your risk. Okay, I talk about um, resolving conflicts. How many times have you had a conflict? Like I'm telling you to get up right now and take care of whatever that issue is. This is it again. How many times have you um, contemplated, ran the, the a whole recording in your head like a million times about he said, she said, I said, right? And then uh, you wait, you hesitate. You don't, take, you don't take the moment that you need to take because it's uncomfortable to have that conversation, that uncomfortable conversation, that tough love conversation. And then you finally get the nerve to have that conversation. And you have it and you take a deep breath and go, whew. And then you say, why did I wait so long? Why did I wait so long and take all of that energy that could have been used somewhere else? Why did I wait? So what I'm suggesting to you right now is don't wait. Don't wait. Write it down. Go take care of whatever it is. Get resolve. Get forgiveness. Give forgiveness. Resolution. And move forward. 
Don't stay stuck. Don't stay stuck in the situation you're in. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world. How's your light shining? Is it shining bright? Is it snuffed out? Is it a dim flicker? And what's it going to take to get that light to shine bright? What's it going to take for you to live a life that's full of joy? I've given you some clues right here. Look up righteousness. Living a life right. Doing the right thing. Sometimes that's not easy. I get it. I get it. Believe me, I get it. But I can tell you the times that it's not been easy and I've made the right choice, it's worked out in my favor. Thank you, Jesus, for that. So as we leave, please do what you need to do and be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Until next week. Bye for now. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.